Alec Murdoch's sentencing for the financial crimes took place today. Boy, that was painful. A, a top Pentagon official has been busted. And then our dumb criminal of the day. Let's talk about it. Good day, everyone. My name is Scott Reich, and this is Crime Talk. Thanks for joining us. You know the drill. Subscribe if you haven't. Like if you do. Leave me a comment below, and remember to hit that little bell for notifications of when we go live or put up new content. And remember, you can listen to us anytime on any of your favorite podcasting apps. Well, it is Tuesday, so what does that mean? We will be going live this evening at 6 p.m. Mountain Time. We'll discuss the Alec Murdoch sentencing as well as the Barry Morphew case. Where does the case stand now? And well, some of the legal issues that are pending for the prosecuting attorney as a result of that case. So please join us 6 p.m. Mountain Time. And immediately following that, we will do our Patreon show as well. All right, let's go ahead and open the uh, record for November 28th, 2023. And first on the docket, that's right, the Alec Murdoch sentencing. We brought it to you live here today. Well, the sentencing, this is the opportunity for the victims to speak and explain how the conduct of Alec Murdoch has affected all of them. And since it was a financial crimes case, this was about trust. The judge, Judge Newman, said this was a crime about trust. And every one of these people talked about how they felt so betrayed by Alec Murdoch. And then when Alec Murdoch spoke, he should not have spoken. Now, good thing it was a stipulated sentence. He was going to get 27 years unless he got up and said, I didn't do it. But he said he did. And then he went through this stroll down memory lane talking about how we went to school together and we, your daddy hunted with my daddy and everybody was good friends and they trusted him. And he violated that. He has no soul. He is an evil individual because he would do that to people that he knew. Now, one of the gentlemen that got up and spoke had a great question for Mr. Murdoch. Some $20 million has been stolen. Where did it all go? He didn't spend it all on Oxycontin, ladies and gentlemen. There's no way that that could have taken place. Where did the money go? Everybody keeps talking about all the money that was stolen but they've never really traced it as to where it all went. Now, Mr. Murdoch, once I said, he gave a very painful statement in allocution. And as a defendant, he has the right to say anything he wants. He always gets the last word, so to speak. And of course, he denied killing Maggie and Paul, and he admitted that he'd done wrong, and he's gonna get his 27 years. And his attorneys should have stopped him immediately, but he just can't help himself from keep talking. Even when the judge finally sentenced him, Judge Newman finally sentenced him, said 27 years, and basically, Mr. Murdoch, you, you have no soul. You have no conscience. He had nothing to say. He goes, Mr. Murdoch said, I got nothing to say, and then turned around and said, I just want to reiterate what everything I said to everybody. He cannot help himself. He is the epitome of a con man. He thinks he can just get away with anything and that he can sweet talk everybody um, in this situation out of their money and their forgiveness, etc. But I'd still like to know, where did that $20 million that has been stolen from those 100 cases that are all now resolved? So we know how Alec Murdoch now has two 
consecutive life sentences for the death of Maggie and Paul, 27 years on the state cases. He's also pled guilty in awaiting sentencing on the federal cases as well. The reality of it is, it is a life sentence. Mr. Alec Murdoch is gonna serve anywhere between 75 and 85% on the crimes that he pled guilty to today, assuming somehow he gets a miracle and his case gets reversed on the homicide cases he is still going to be in his 70s before he'd even be eligible for, for parole. He is going to die in prison. Let me know what you think. 27 years. Was it too soft? Hmm. 27 years. And he's going to have to serve 75 to 85%. Let me know. Are you tired of Alec Murdoch? And I do remember, I've got, we've got the video. It was that one case. I said, hey, because I have a home down in that area. And I said, huh, this is interesting. This little boat wreck, this little boat accident with Paul Murdoch. And here, here we are, three years later. Good little story, my, my little humble opinion. Next on the docket, Pentagon officials getting in trouble. A top Pentagon official has been arrested for allegedly paying an undercover agent for sex in a motel room before claiming to police that he was only there for a, a massage. Now, Stephen Havonic of uh, Sharpsburg, Georgia, allegedly entered the room with the woman, placed his sunglasses next to a condom, and asked her if they could do a half hour. And to his surprise, then the cops barged through the door. Released by the uh, sheriff's office down there revealed the uh, moments that Hovanek was busted in the motel room on November 15th in a joint sting with the Department of Homeland Security's Human Trafficking and Child Exploitation Unit. Now, Hovanek was charged with pandering, which is a misdemeanor, uh, basically solicitation for sex. Now, he just happened to also work for the Department of Defense Education Activity for over two decades and was in charge of the school's educating children of U.S. military servicemen and women on bases around the world. For the last 13 years, he was also a chief of staff for the Department of Defense schools in the United States. Now, Hovonik's interactions with this uh, young woman, including giving her money, was all captured on video. He can be heard introducing himself to the undercover police officer, shaking Katie's hand and saying, nice to meet you, you're beautiful. Don't you tell that to all of your masseuses? I don't think you do. Anyway, it goes on and says, I told you I would shower before I got here. The video then reveals Hovonik telling the woman, can we do a half an hour? The uh, police officer tells him she does not um, play before he pays, meaning he would have to give her the money before any activity could begin. You know, the massage. Anyway, he says, that's fair. Hovonik then hands her cash before she moves to another part of the motel room. Shortly thereafter, two police officers come into the room and handcuff Mr. Hovonik. He shouts out that he was only there to get a massage, which deputies uh, since said they doubt that. Now, the two-day operation also resulted in the rescue of six human trafficking victims whose names were not released. And in total, the sting led to 26 arrests, including eight prostitution arrests as well. Those charges included prostitution, pandering, and pimping. Three individuals are currently under investigation for human trafficking and drug charges as well. Um, one agent said uh, this kind of operation is really important to us because uh, number one, sex buyers are a huge problem in the industry. And without sex buyers, there wouldn't be a market for the females to continue to be 
victimized. Second, and uh, probably most importantly for all of us in the victimization is the victimization of these females. They're not in a good scenario for them in their lifestyle. So the goal is to get them out of this lifestyle. Now, the uh, Department of Defense um, and Education Activity is said to be aware of the alleged incident involving their employee in the Americas region. As they are ongoing legal uh, proceedings, it would be inappropriate for them to make any further comment uh, regarding this incident, and they should all be in any questions should be directed to local law enforcement agencies involved. Now, also earlier in November in a separate operation, prosecutors charged three people with uh, running a high-end brothel network in Boston and Northern Virginia, whose uh, customers may have included elected officials. Now, other clientele include tech and pharmaceutical executive lawyers, professors, and military officers, um, though federal prosecutors, once again, have not identified any of them. Prosecutors said that they uh, paid up to $600 per hour for these encounters with predominantly Asian women who were allegedly being exploited through the tra sex trafficking. Now, the acting United States attorney made a statement announcing the uh, charges in that case against Han Lee and Jumin Lee of Massachusetts and James Lee of California, as well as all locations in Massachusetts, Virginia, and California that were being raided. The government has also seized two websites tied to the ring. Now, speaking at a press conference, the acting United States attorney said this commercial sex ring was built on secrecy and exclusivity, catering to wealthy and well-connected clientele. They're doctors, lawyers, accountants, executives at high-tech companies, pharmaceutical companies, military officers, government contractors, professors, and scientists. Pick a profession, they're probably represented in this case. Apparently business is booming or was booming until the arrests. And the United States attorney said they are committed to working closely with our federal, state, and local partners to hold accountable the people who both ran the ring and the people who fueled the demand for the ring. And according to those charging documents, the defendants led by Han Lee used high-end apartments in um, as brothels in Cambridge and uh, Watertown, Massachusetts, and Fairfax and Tysons, Virginia. In the arrest affidavit, it also notes that the women were advertised for commercial sex via two websites under the guise of professional nude photo models. The affidavit also shows a text message from a phone related to the operation in Massachusetts, including a menu. According to the uh, affidavit, the menu listed sexual services available, the hourly rate of the women available as well. The affidavit further states that the term BB is a term used in the prostitution industry to refer to unsafe sex and the GFE, or the girlfriend experience. The document states that this involves a service that blurs the boundaries between a financial transaction and a romantic relationship. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this obviously is the oldest profession in the book. It is never going away. It never has. It never will. But obviously, we don't want people that are being human trafficked in any way whatsoever. I've represented lots of people charged with human trafficking. I've represented people charged uh, with pimping. I once had a lady charged with pimping said, do you know how many relationships I actually saved? That was the mentality that, that she looked at it because husband was on his way home. He stops by for a little romantic interlude, doesn't go home and beat the kids and basically makes it through the day. That was her thinking and mentality. I've also represented pimps that are just sometimes really, really bad 
people, and uh, they are truly human trafficking individuals. Others are basically, they know what they're doing, and this is it. Now, the one thing you're going to find interesting about this, and I doubt it, I doubt that any of these names will ever be published of the actual Johns. And let me give you an example. We had a very similar situation here in Colorado years ago. And all the ladies that were arrested had their pictures put on the front page of the newspaper. They prosecuted the girls. They prosecuted the person running the prostitution ring. And maybe it was just because the prostitution ring included members of society, members of government. Not a single person, not a single person's name was ever published. And there were even reports, quite substantial reports, that the then mayor or running mayor for running for election, Michael Hancock, appeared on those lists. Pretty compelling evidence based upon the notes and what have you. It was completely covered up. I would expect the same in both of these cases that we discussed here today. And finally, our dumb criminal of the day. It's a short show because we're going live tonight. A felon with a lengthy rap sheet who is uh, prohibited from possessing or carrying a uh, firearm, uh, get this, had a pistol, a Smith & Weston, stashed in his rectum when he was booked into jail in the early morning hours, according to an Indiana police report. Please meet our dumb criminal today, Christopher Boyd. Now, he was a passenger in a vehicle, pulled over around 2 a.m., for an obstructed license plate. You know how that is, ladies and gentlemen. Those obstructed license plates are a gateway crime. They pull you over. Next thing you know, they find a pistol in your rectum. You just never know where these things are going to lead. Anyway, the driver and a second passenger were eventually released after being searched by the police. A pat-down of Mr. Boyd, however, turned up a small bag with multiple pills in his right sock. Well, Boyd then reportedly said he got the uh, narcotics from his aunt Trish and believed the pills to be Percocet. He used the painkillers because he had a bullet lodged in his spine. I get that. Painful. Well, before being placed in the cruiser, Boyd uh, was searched, and though he claimed to be unable to spread his legs very far due to his spine injury, while searching Boyd in his groin area, Boyd tensed up and noted he asked the suspect if he had anything stuffed in his groin or his buttocks. Mr. Boyd stated that he did not. Upon arrival at the county jail, Mr. Boyd was uh, walking with a limp and appeared to be clenching his buttocks when he walked. He was then placed in a body scanner, which detected a large object of some type in his groin region. A strip search soon followed and located two plastic bags containing marijuana tucked next to Boyd's scrotum. Police then sought to remove the unowned item from Mr. Boyd's rectum. Imagine their surprise. Even though he kept clenching his buttocks, they were able to see the object, which turned out to be a handgun. Needless to say, the weapon was subsequently removed from inside Boyd and secured in a patrol car. Now, the report does not indicate whether the gun was in fact loaded. Remember we had the lady that put it up her private area and it was loaded? Yeah. Anyway, the confiscated pistol was a, a Smith & Wesson uh, 380 caliber weapon that weighs about 12 ounces and is about five inches long. 
Um, with its micro frame size, the pistol is lightweight and simple to use, and it's perfectly suited for you know those concealed carry situations that you never know when you may need to put something somewhere. Anyway, a police check of Mr. Boyd's criminal history revealed his prior convictions for attempted murder, burglary, and domestic battery. He is also the subject of an active uh, protection order and has been classified as a serious violent felon and domestic batterer, which bars him from possessing a handgun, according to police. Charges with the assortment of the felony charges include the uh, drugs, gun, and uh, trafficking charges as well. And uh, he's being held currently without bond. Okay, I have a similar firearm, but never once in a million years would I ever thought of stashing it anywhere. Maybe put in your pocket, you know, your coat pocket, your pants pocket, never in your rectum. Can you imagine what this guy's names will be in jail? I don't know. Let me know if you can think of any nicknames appropriate for our dumb criminal of the day who hides a firearm in his rectum. Man, he should have just thrown it out the window. All right, that's all we have for you today. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you this evening, 6 p.m. Mountain Time for our live program. We'll see you there.